Hello, everybody. Welcome. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Intellectual Podcast. This is episode 62. Tonight, we have Megan Hayes back on the show. Megan Hayes, our guest from back in the spring, who was so much fun to talk to. Her episode ended up running two hours, and we split it into two episodes. So Megan actually, technically speaking, is going to be our first guest to be on three episodes of the Intellectual Podcast, and we're extremely delighted to have her back. She is on Sleepy Hollow tonight on Fox. We're putting this episode together to get it out the door in time for her to be able to live tweet about it while she's tweeting uh, during the show. So if you are joining us because you live tweeted with Megan tonight during Fox's broadcast of Sleepy Hollow on the West Coast, welcome. We appreciate you checking out the Intellectual Podcast. We're sure you're going to enjoy the hell out of today's episode because Megan is an absolute delight. And next week, we have musical comedian Mark Eddy on the show. It's a fantastic interview. We did it uh, on Friday, same time we went up to Hollywood to talk with Megan. And I'm really looking forward to putting that episode out. Mark is an absolutely hilarious human being. And it's a great, great episode. And you're going to look for, you're going to really enjoy it. And I'm looking forward to putting it out for you next week. Tonight's episode of the Intellectual Podcast is brought to you by Uber. Uber is the revolutionary transportation system that has changed the way we look at public transportation in America and around the world. Uber makes calling a ride to go virtually anywhere as simple as opening up an app on your mobile device and saying, I need a ride. And within minutes, a car will show up, pick you up, take you wherever you need to go. It's cheaper than a cab. It's incredibly quicker on response than a cab. And I think you're going to love it. If you haven't tried Uber yet, you can use the offer code PWT2I. That's PWT2I. When signing up at Uber.com or through the Uber app on your mobile device for a free ride. Just use PWT2I when you're signing up. You'll get a free ride. You get to test out the service. See if it works for you. I'm fairly certain it will. Uh, I actually drive for Uber in my spare time, and uh, I love it, and I think you'll love it too. So check it out. If you haven't already started using Uber, go to uber.com. You can see all you need to know about the service there, and then you can sign up and use the code PWT2I for a free ride. And now we're going to get into the podcast with Megan Hayes. A couple of quick words about Megan. She's very, very actively involved in two charities, Planet.Eco and Blessings in a Backpack. So make sure you check both of those charities out. You can see all the information you need to know about Megan Hayes, the charities she's involved with, projects she's been in, upcoming projects that are on the horizon at MeganHayes.net. That's MeganHayes.net for all the information you need about Megan Hayes and the charities that she supports. And we think you'll want to support too. And now, for the third time on the Intellectual Podcast, Megan Hayes. Talk hard and enjoy the mindgasm. The Intellectual Podcast starts now. Well, that's good. Good to be working. It is good to be working. You've been working a bit, huh, Megan? I have been working a bit. 
Are we recording? Hi. Yes, we're recording. Hi, guys. What's recording. up? <laughs> oh, my God. It's official. Woo! We're, Hanging on my couch. with the amazing <laughs> Megan Hayes once again. You know, I always just kind of sit on my couch with a microphone in my hand, so like, I didn't know if we were recording yet or not. <laughs> 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 it's just like normal, but it's usually a Mr. Microphone. Yeah. Well, I like to just, you know, kind of casually slip in. Ease it in. There we go. <laughs> yep. Yep. Girls like I that. I can't believe I just. Yeah, I tried to be form- I tried to be formal once, and he shut me down. <laughs> not now, right? He's like, no. nope, not happening. Not, happen. not even. Well, last time we were at a mommy burger, and we all were, we were all we all had dessert delivered. Like waiter came and brought us dessert. We ordered dessert and had dessert during right, the podcast. Right the it was like a long podcast. Food needed. We needed sustenance. <laughs> yeah, it ended up being two episodes because I know. Awesome. Well, you needed energy. Hmm? You needed energy. I do. I need energy i really almost never need energy <laughs> she's a veritable fountain of energy carla that's such a nice way of putting it usually people, people call it spazzy or hyper <laughs> so, but i'll take either spazzy or hyper sounds so negative i like fountain of energy i You're like very that too. energetic uh effervescent there's effervescent. all kinds of that's one of i like that words. one i love, I that, love word. that word every time i use that word people are like oh yeah and i've occasionally been described as that and that's my favorite <laughs> Ebullient? Is that one too? Yeah. I don't like that one so much because it sounds but it usually, sounds negative, even though it's not. Usually spaz is the, <laughs> the one that most people refer to me as. Well, at least I'm not calling you ADD. Oh, I've been called that plenty of times too. Really? <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> I don't think it's too off the mark. <laughs> I just think they stopped, started testing after I was born. <laughs> like the... Well, I think a lot of creative types get called names like that. Yeah. Just because our, our minds work. Go really fast. And and we're really good at multitasking. Yeah. Really good. And also forgetting things. Yeah. What? Who, uh, <laughs> where am, who, or, where what are am I? <laughs> where are we? What's who's what's happening? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Yes. Hi, guys. Hi. Hello. It's hot again. Why is it hot? Hold on. Let me turn the air down. Here? It's always hot when we come up to see Megan. It's because the air's not hot. Blow it up. Oh, she's going to go and increase the blow. I'm, I'm not touching that one with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> you totally heard that. I'm not going anywhere near well, it. Well, <laughs> I've heard rumors that there's a room in your house for porn, right? Oh, my God. You, we, that is just a joke, people listening. There is no room, my God, in my house for porn. Okay, now we have to explain it. Oh, for my mom's going to listen to this and be like, what happened to you when you moved out here? Because I do live in the valley. Yeah, Chatsworth um, just up the road, right? No, I know Vivid's like right down the street. How do I know that? Because no, um, of the big sign. Because of the huge, gigantic sign. Giant sign says, porn made here. Not exa- yeah, pretty much. No, the, my, With the flashing lights. Just for those who don't know, there is a room in my house that is an office slash guest room slash taping studio for auditions. It just happens to be naturally lighting. everybody's belief goes towards. Well, right, because there's a bed in a room with lighting equipment and a camera, but that is not what it's for. It's for sleeping you know, and I, for audition. I taping. had a production office that had a shower in it, and the real estate agent who sold us on it, he he he, first thing he asked when we were like, "Oh, great, this place has a shower," he goes, "Are you are you guys going to be doing porn here?" Oh yeah, you told me that. Like, no. But he was like, it'd be okay. It's Southern California. It's where everybody's thoughts go. I mean, it's, just, it's true. If but you we had do. an office like that 
in the south somewhere. They might not think it right away. No, but, but in California. About it. <laughs> but yeah, in California, it's <laughs> but it wouldn't like, be the first automatic. Time. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, out. my roommate has you know does uh, tapes auditions, and I, I book. And it was in that room that I booked Sleepy Hollow. In that room. Yeah, I taped it in there. What what what, did, what was the process for did, for auditioning for Sleeping what Hollow? Did you, what did you tape for your Sleepy Hollow audition? The, my the scenes I'm gonna do for the show. Oh, they gave you sides. They gave me sides, yeah, but not the full script. But that's always usually the case. So I, you you were able to tape it and send it into them. Yeah, and I booked it off tape, so it's like so unexciting. It's not like I went through round after round after audition after audition. It was just like I got a call and they're like, "You booked it," and I'm like, "Yay." <laughs> <laughs> Everything comes so easy for Megan. No, that's so not true. That that just happened. TV actually often books off tape a lot of the time, at least for you know not. Well, the production schedule is so fast. Exactly. Unless unless you're looking at like a really substantial yeah role. Exactly. I booked Eastbound and Down off tape too, but I didn't tape it here because I was living in Atlanta. Yeah, my buddy Marat went through a round of like six auditions for twenty four. Did he get it? He had to come up from San Diego every time. Nice. They eventually, they eventually, he kept being like almost the guy, almost oh, the guy, God, almost so the guy, over and over and over again. And then finally, he gets a call from his agent, and she's like, uh, "Are you sitting down?" He's like, oh, "No, I'm at the grocery store." She's like, "Well, I just got a call from 24." He goes, "I'm not interested because <laughs> oh. I don't want to drive up there again." She goes, "No, no, 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 no. You don't have to drive anywhere. <laughs> you, you, you let me finish." Oh, did he book it? He goes, "What?" She says. Well, they they really love you. They've loved you since the first time you came up. They just haven't had the right part for you, so they wrote you a part. Oh, oh, that's so awesome. Got, that's sexy. He got featured in an episode. He like got killed by. Oh, that's Curtis, super sexy. You know, <laughs> oh, um, he's the guy who was like setting off the chemical weapons in the hospital, in the ventilation shafts. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, who doesn't want to get caught in a ventilation shaft? <laughs> Do you remember that Citibank commercial where the guys like Bill gets like flown into the shaft and he goes in to get it and and, get, and then he gets like stuck in and Mm-mm. it was a really lonely childhood. That was like last year. <laughs> <laughs> that was like five years ago or like not long ago. Clearly, I have a lot of free time. <laughs> Believe me, you don't watch as much television as me. I just don't remember that. No, I really do. I honestly, there's so much TV to watch now. It was just such a great problem to have, but it's like impossible. Like people ask me if I watch stuff and I'm like, I watch a lot of stuff and I still feel like I have not watched anything. Right. So that's a good problem to have. It's a golden age of TV, which I love. We have two DVRs in my house. And I'm I'm not talking like, damn, that's commitment. One DVR and then a bunch of the boxes around the house. We literally have two giant ass DVRs in the house. They're constantly recording stuff. And I, I, I'm, a, I'm an insomniac, so like I'm just up all the time. So there's just do you ever sleep? Going on. I'm running on two and a half hours right now. Okay, because I had a, I have bad bouts of insomnia too, but then they're not constant. Yeah, not no. It, it's since about third grade, I've usually it's between four and five hours of sleep a night. Oh my god, I can't do that. Today's I love a nine rough. or ten. Two night. and a half hours <laughs> right now is a little rough. But we had to get up to drive up here for all these interviews. So. Nine or ten hours works for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you need beauty rest. I don't oh, need beauty you rest. just start I'm a troll with all no that. What I do? You're what? <laughs> I'm a troll. Whatever. No You're what not I a do. troll. You do not live under a bridge. <laughs> I've got my troll hair going though. <laughs> it yeah, is almost does. like oh, like the trolls that you shake. <laughs> Those guys with the yeah. crazy hair. That is. It does look like that for sure. That's awesome. <laughs> 
We're going to go watch it, Halo Circus at uh, I know, Hotel at 9 Cafe o'clock tonight. tonight, right? Oh, my God. I love Hotel Cafe. Yeah. So yeah. good. Allison and Arahata's hair is bright pink, so we're going to try and find a party city or something. I want to get pink hair. Oh, you've got to. Turn yeah. my mohawk pink. You've got to. I may use a little of it on me. You should. That'll make your, that'll like really, with your hair, that'll be really pretty. Hey. Hey. I want pictures. <laughs> Maybe I'll go turquoise. I think that'd be, if I like didn't have to have like a normal person's hair color, I would totally have like green or blue hair. I'd love it. I think it's fun. Why I would, would Katy Perry it. Why do you have to have a normal person's hair color? If I want to get work, be versatile. As an actor, you want to be as versatile as possible. No yeah, short but, hair. But when you're not working, I mean. Yeah, but then it gets expensive getting her hair back to yeah. color. Yeah, but you, you do use the fake stuff. When I'm not working, when you just you said that, you see my set, my face was just like, oh, yeah, those, those days. <laughs> when I'm not working and I'm sitting here watching TV. <laughs> Is this couch super comfy or what? We can oh, all yeah. like. He we was falling so, asleep. We can still have nap time, right? Why don't we have nap time? <laughs> I used to hate nap time Snoring as a child. with David and Carla. <laughs> so I was saying to Carla, I was like, just let me sleep till she's done showering. Nap time. Don't wake me up. Nap she woke time. me up. She's like, Megan said she's going to be here in a couple minutes. I'm like, why are you waking me up? She's oh, that's why he like, didn't care that I like was running a little behind. He's like, snooze time. I was yeah. totally falling asleep in here. <laughs> snooze fast. It is a comfy couch. I've slept on it. It's a good one. I got to ask you a question. Are you going to watch yourself on TV on yes. Monday night? I'm actually having a girl's night. Are you going to tweet? I'm going to live tweet, of course. Nice. But I'm also having, a, I was planning on having a girl. See, here's the thing is I wasn't sure when the episode was going to air and they flip-flopped three and four. So four is running third and third is running fourth. If you look on IMDb, it, it's not the right episode that I'm in yet, although I wrote them to fix it. I'm in so, Root of All Evil, but it says I'm in, I can't remember the name of the other one. The name of the other episode. I just remember being like, that's not Root of All Evil. <laughs> So is it actually? It is one, on the sixth. Okay. Yeah, because I but it was supposed to be the week after. Gotcha. But when but so I had planned a girls' night. So I have a bunch of lady friends coming over, and so I'm not invited. So no, I know, I know. Well, my friend Patrick is the one boy I who's feel allowed. So left out. You should feel left out. Uh, but no, my one my one friend Patrick, my one guy friend Patrick. Well, I've got other, I have plenty of guy friends. That's not really that is like sounds so needy and insecure. One of my guy friends, like I do have friends, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> that she's, yeah. she's not always at home watching TV or like auditioning. That, that my one friend Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> There's one guy who talks to me. <laughs> I know Patrick's gonna be listening to this and he's be like, I don't know her. <laughs> Do not know her. He's like, I told Megan, him, next time, please don't name Please her. don't mention my name ever again. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so he is the one guy who's allowed to come over, and he's the only one. And he's only allowed to come over like at nine, and he has to leave at 10. So I'm, we're going to stop the whole. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, we got to like have pajama party. Uh, we have to, you know, have pillow fights and do our nails and mud masks on our face and everything you do when girls are alone, right, Carla? I don't know. I don't either, but like apparently, well, we're not going to have pillow fights, but guys always think we're having pillow fights, right? You want us to have, I know you want us to have pillow fights. See, I know that he's visualizing right now. He totally got a glazed over look at his eye because he's thinking about girls having pillow fights. Just, yeah, you know what? Don't listen to me. We always, pillow fights and trampolines. It's all, when you're not around, it's all about trampolines. It's actually, you know, silly string on each other and whipped cream. Oh, and help me get my food off my boobs. Yeah, like I spilled something on my chest. Help me get, yeah, it's all that. It's just whatever you might think otherwise or whatever I just said. 
Don't believe me. That's all. Is there girls anything do. on my back? Come on. <laughs> uh, I helped raise two younger sisters. Though. I know. I know what really happened. No. 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 <laughs> no. It's, the, it's, it's the, this near, just perpetuating. It's nowhere the, near as exciting as a guy wants it to be. <laughs> it's perpetuating the, still the reputation of the valley. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to leave at 10 because the porn room's going into effect. What, what happens in <laughs> Megan Hayes' house in the valley? Stays at Megan Hayes' house. <laughs> Stays there. No, it in, doesn't. It goes out on Blu-ray. In, in a street. world. <laughs> <laughs> Little black bars covering people's faces. Yeah. I'm gonna, there's gonna be a obsessed with porn. There's gonna be a one sec- woman, <laughs> one woman alone. The world. <laughs> there's gonna be a sex tape. <laughs> it's just gonna be me sitting in my room by myself, <laughs> watching TV and eating popcorn. But whatever. <laughs> somebody will watching sex. Somebody will leak it. No, probably watching like when Harry met Sally <laughs> or say anything. <laughs> Really, oh, honestly, probably movie. watching like Temple of Doom. I just rewatched that recently. It's so good. Did you see the rumors that uh, Indy, yeah. Indy 5 is, is on the horizon? Yeah. And I heard, okay, can I just tell you a conversation I had with my friend the other night? Sure. My friend Beowulf comes over here. Beowulf, if you're listening, this is, I'm outing you on this. He comes over here where we watch um, Joss Whedon's Much Ado About Nothing, which I had never seen. Have you guys seen it? I mm-hmm. have. Yes. I, what do you think? I loved right. it. I liked it. I didn't love it. Yeah. I didn't, that, that's, I didn't love it. That's a fair assessment. I thought there were some very good moments, but overall, I felt like a little lackluster. It's Shakespeare. You gotta, you gotta like, you can't do it subtle. I just don't think. But also, I'm so I love the Much Ado, mm-hmm. Kenneth Branagh, mm-hmm. Emma Thompson, love it. Anyway, so he wanted to show it to me, and I'm like, "This is, is this good? I liked it. I didn't. I really, I liked a lot of it." And um, but then he's sitting on the couch right there, and he looks at me, and he's like, "Sometime we need to watch episode three. I just want you to see it." And you guys know how I don't watch the prequels right i refuse <laughs> and i just look at him and i'm like i don't know why you hate me <laughs> and then H- have you had you seen one and two i've never seen any of the prequels i refuse well if you're gonna watch one of the prequels three is no i know him that's what he said three but is here's, the one to watch. here is my theory that he doesn't know what he's talking about because later we were talking about uh raiders and he said that that crystal skull was a great movie Mm. I didn't say it was a great movie. He said it, he liked it better than Last Crusade. At Holy first crap. he said better than Temple of Doom. And I was like, you have to leave my house right now. Beowulf, you're a disgrace to your name. <laughs> I know, right, Beowulf? If you're I was sitting here going, dude's got a cool name. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, no, he is a really cool guy and a really cool name. But then after he said Crystal Skull was a great movie, I'm like, I will never watch a prequel with you ever. And that's it. I won't. And he asked me if I was going to watch seven. And I said, only if people tell me. I'm not like anti it. It's just everyone had said the first three were so bad. Or the prequels were so bad. I know three is okay. Here's the thing about the prequels. The prequels were directed by George Lucas. All three of them. After a 20 plus year hiatus from directing. So... And prior to that, he had directed THX 1138, which was a basically a flop. He directed American Graffiti. And I love Star American Wars. Graffiti. But the, the, that was his history as a director. Right. No, I know. <laughs> and then he didn't direct anything for two decades, two and a half decades. Yeah. And then he steps into the driver's seat for three of the biggest, you know, action adventure special effects films ever made. Without any experience really doing it. Right. No, that's true. It's a good point. <laughs> you no, know, it's like, so for me, you do actually see it get better. Right. From one, two to three. Right. 
but, but the deficiencies of the director are apparent in all three of them. Right. Well, if, if someone says, like, I just, like, I'm such a pure, but if people say Seven is awesome, I will so go see it, of course. Well, Seven's going to be awesome. It's it seems yeah. like it's going to be great. Yeah. So I'm not anti Star Wars movies other than the first three. Yeah. No, I, you know, but I I'm, can watch all six. Um, the, the prequels, I appreciate them for what they are, which is, you know, a continuation of stories that I always wanted to see. Yeah. They're not the stories that I had imagined. Right. In my I head. just don't want my soul to die. But it's <laughs> not going to die. No, it it doesn't change. I had someone the other day say they wanted to show me the prequels just it so they could slowly watch my soul die. Trilogy. It do- I will it ch- I think it will taint the Holy Trinity trilogy. No, no. If you no. honestly go back and watch the originals with a with a true eye, don't watch them as a fan who's loved them your entire life. That's me though. But try and watch them like I can't, you've never seen them before. Oh, I yeah. can't do that. You will look at it and go, "Fuck, these suck." Okay, like <laughs> the editing on the first one was not good. Okay, really, it wasn't. I can't just watch it as a professional. If you guys know me by now, <laughs> one, you're a highly emotional woman. I'm not professional, <laughs> and two, part of my <laughs> part of my charm is. I'm like a big little kid that just is like a huge fan of things. You know, I'm like, oh, I love it. Like, I love everything. Megan, look at my shirt. I know, Donkey Kong, man. Yeah, but it's Doctor Who Donkey Kong. Oh, you know, I've never watched Doctor Who. Do I have to <laughs> I'm a giant freaking kid. Ooh. Yeah, no, me too. Me too. So, like, I can't separate but the fandom here's, from the Here's the problem. Here's the problem people with the prequels have is they watch the prequels like an adult. If you watch the prequels like an adult without the childlike wonder and with the ability to just disregard shit that bores you, then you're going to be sorely disappointed. Okay. But if you can watch them with childlike wonder, be in awe of the spectacle of what you see on the screen, not give a shit that the writing's stilted, you know. I guess it's understand so- that the love story is written by a guy who got divorced twenty some years ago and then hadn't had a relationship. Like with anybody up until the point he wrote the prequels. Okay, okay. You know, so his his relationship stories in that are okay. about as mature as somebody who was 18 when he kind of came up with the idea. Okay, okay. Take all that into account. Still, Understand it's a thin film. Still not going to see you know? it. I will see seven though. But but three is worth watching. Just I know. You know. You're on, you're on Team Beowulf. <laughs> It's okay. Three's worth watching if for nothing else than to watch Anakin and Change, I know. Obi nah, nah, the fuck the change. Anakin and Obi Wan's lightsaber duel is epic. Yeah, no, I heard it's really good. You know. No, and I know, but can't watching. I just watch and you that? And McGregor. Oh. I know, he's so hot. You know, if I went that way, he'd be he the guy. He's so hot. <laughs> yeah, but I kind of like like now at this point it's like a it's like a badge of honor. I like like being the girl that refuses. <laughs> I'm the girl who won't watch the Oh, you made me sound like a bitch. Look at that. He's like, me, 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 sip my tea now. I'm in trouble. Mm. Oh, dear. I got so much trouble. Uh, I'm in the middle of this. so I, I know I'll it's awkward, isn't it? Do you feel the awkwardness? Yeah. Do you feel awkward? Yeah, I bet you do. It's okay. I feel like there's going to be a pillow thrown somewhere. <laughs> pillow fight, girl time. Sleepy Hollow. Back to yeah, Sleepy Hollow. What? Oh, yeah. Speaking of Sleepy Hollow. So you're going to be Was I Monday. speaking of Sleepy Hollow? What? <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> I was I was given very explicit directions yesterday morning that I was to talk about Sleepy Hollow with you today. So I am talking about Sleepy were Hollow. Were you given explicit directions? Yeah. Oh, no, you were not. You I said was. you loved See? Ashley. I do. Oh, okay. But partially because she gave me explicit directions. She's like, okay, I need you to talk about this. And 
we're going to talk about this and her upcoming. I need to get back to you on the dates for upcoming things. I might know the dates of some upcoming things. Awesome. She's like, Megan's going to give you a bunch of high res photos. Uh, Yes, they're in the Dropbox now. There we go. So, um, I love Dropbox. Awesome. Yeah, because she needs me to. And by I did that, Flannery did that for me. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God for Flannery. Oh my God, Flannery is the best invention since sliced bread. Now, Fl- Fl- Flannery's your roommate. Is that his no, no, first- Flan- Hayes is my Y'all have Hayes not met my roommate. He's the ex-fireman, remember? Yes. Yeah. yeah, he was here last time when we were here. Did he come in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he kind of... Oh, all car. big and strapping for a second. That's yeah. right. He was all like, I'm on the phone. Yeah, all yeah. big and impressive. Yeah, then he left. Yeah, then he left. Yeah, I got fleet- places to be. That's right. It was fleeting. Yeah, yeah, he was very important. He's out of town right now. He was very nice. Though. Sweet, super guy. <laughs> is that his first name? It was middle name. You know, it's very middle su- name. It's, it's very it's very southern to go by your middle name. A lot of a lot of, a lot of people in the south go by their. That's a southern thing, right? Yeah, kind of, sort of. Yeah, because like a lot, so Carolina, many people so. I know, they go by their by their middle name. But he's Travis Hayes, but he goes by Hayes. But that is his name. His name is my last name. It just it was funny because Flannery is just such it's kind of a cool name. And she's named after a, the writer. And it got me thinking of cool names. And I grew up. One of my dad's friends, um, really cool guy. He uh, he was a cheerleader in college and stuff. Like six foot two, became a microchip designer. Um, his name was Fletcher Phineas Macbeth. Oh, oh, oh! God, wow. I just said the word. He said the Scottish play word. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. But not in yeah. the context of the Scottish play. It doesn't wow. matter. And now, and now you, you now you, you've made it. You did it. You got to go outside. Come on, you got to. All right, I'm going outside. All right, you guys spin around three times, spit, and then knock on the door and ask if you can come in. Ladies and gentlemen, this is happening right now. Talk amongst yourselves. (laughs) He's going to the door. I'm going to be like your... It might be locked. slide across the floor. It's so easy. Just, yeah. You got to spin around three times and spit, and then knock on the door and ask to come in. And I may let you in. (laughs) Oh, my God, he's totally... Is he doing it? He's totally doing doing it. it. You don't do that to a suit. Wow, he really spit. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it? Oh, okay. It's hot. <laughs> I know it's really hot. I did show the air back. You guys cooler in here? Yeah. Okay, a little good. Bit cooler, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's happening. Oh, yeah. No, I'm super superstitious. So uh, you're gonna have to adhere to. So the do, rules. You, do you have I'm any rituals? I'm a theater major. I know how it goes. I don't know what you do. do you we talked rit- about last time rituals like before you audition or before you actually go on set. Oh God, I got a ton. You know what else is too? If I'm gonna play and like I like go to the like I go and get a pumpkin spice latte or whatever, and then I have a really good show from the rest of the run. I have pumpkin to spice latte pumpkin every spice night. latte every <laughs> single night. Oh yeah, I have all kinds of like rituals that I do. It's um trying to think about which ones that I can divulge. Um well, the spice latte one. Would yeah, work. yeah, yeah. That's a good one. If I'll, as we talk, they'll come to me. But I do have all the little quirky things that I do before auditions, before interviews. Before, like you I'm pick up set. a little troll doll, hug it, and put it Oh, on. I do. Uh, oh, I always, um, I try to rub someone's belly for luck. I love the Buddha. Mm-hmm. And I have a little Buddha mm-hmm. that I take around with me. So I do that. And it doesn't have to necessarily be like it's a man, male or female it's weirded people out if it's someone that I don't know super well. They're like, what is wrong with you? Like, can you start your belly for luck, please? Okay, just kidding. Tom, my son, can I remember your for luck? 
I we all know I couldn't talk to that man, so that didn't happen. Oh, you couldn't talk to him? No, I ran away from him like a seventh grader. I told this story on the Robin Williams podcast, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, I um did you order your suspenders for mental health awareness day October tenth? No. I did. I'm wearing gonna wear suspenders on the day. So. I actually have a pair of suspenders. Do it. October tenth, mental health day. I hadn't heard about that. I'll have to check that it's out. It's like national mental health day. Um, and so everybody's wearing more suspenders. I mean, there's just, just a, I just heard read somewhere that you no, could. Whatever, it's a good excuse to get more suspenders. Uh, right, exactly. And you can order them on Amazon Prime. I think mine just came today, <laughs> and they're like ten bucks. <laughs> yeah, it's such a good excuse because I had those when I was little, the Mark suspenders so with like the hand. Oh yeah, we talked about all this, but yeah, yeah I couldn't talk to Tom Meissen. But I was, I had this, I also had this elaborate backstory for my character that my character was madly in love with Ichabod Crane and just wanted to go on a date with him. <laughs> and like, you know, I like, I love, that's my favorite thing is like coming up with like super elaborate backstories. Mind you, I have had no scene with him or anything like that. That was just in my head. So we're going You'd to. seen him in the, in the, in the station and uh, you just had a feeling. Oh no. I, oh yeah. My character, I see him in the station every day. Oh, and also because my character like goes on horrible dates all the time and he is very, has a, a very chivalrous towards my character. So that is hence, that's where the crush starts. Cause I'm like, he's so sweet. He, and he, and no one appreciates. Is it almost stalkerish? It could be. <laughs> Okay. No one appreciates the fact that he calls Abby Mills lieutenant and stuff, and she, and he, and my character does because she dates jerks. There's no, there's no personal parallel or correlation at all. That was going to be my next question, and how much of that is based on real world experience? Some of the past, some of my past, but I'm um, sorry. So Tom Eisen, so he's, first of all, we get into a van to go to craft services. It's literally like 10 feet away. Like we get in the van and we drive like 20 feet and then we get out to go to craft services. Cause you have, they like, you have to drive everywhere or like they have to take you everywhere. Even though I'm like, but it's right. Like get in the van. So I, he's sitting right behind me and I'm like sitting there staring forward. And I'm just thinking, just turn around and say hello. Just turn around and say hello to Tom. Because everyone says he's like famously sweet and wonderful and lovely and everybody I worked with was I couldn't it was one of my favorite sets ever and so I'm sitting there and I'm like he's right he's right he's right behind you just say just say hello just say hello and then I'm like thinking to myself well you know you can't he does not going to talk to the back of your head you have to say something (laughs) and by the time I had that conversation in my head we were at craft services so then we were across each other in the line for food and we kept reaching for the same food so like in my mind I'm like oh my god we're like soulmates we're eating the same things and um I mean again no he just got married but you know whatever and so like finally we're like both reaching for the same thing and um Finally, for the third time, and I and I look up at him with my tray, and he's super tall, and he's like, "Hello," and I just look up at him, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then I go like, "Hi," and then I look down at my tray, like there's something really interesting on it, like food wise, like my broccoli is super fascinating, and I have to like <laughs> attend to the broccoli, and then I run away. <laughs> Because he is super dreamy, y'all. I so, know, yeah. I've seen him. I've I seen know. Him in person. He's oh. really nice. And he you're right. He is tall. He is so tall and lovely and blue-eyed and cute. And just like, and I love a man in colonial wear. Oh, my God. <laughs> speaking of which, my friend, it, like, is the tweet. My friend Scott Poitras, who's, who's an Atlanta actor, is like the thing that is the picture that they're tweeting for Monday's episode. Because <laughs> he's playing a very famous, I don't think I can say. 
No, you don't have to say. But he's playing a very famous figure in history. Like, you know how they do it on Sleepy Hollow. Mm-hmm. So, but I was like, dude, you are the tweet right now. So, <laughs> so well, everybody check Twitter. You can say it because I can put this up after the episode airs. Because it's Monday, right? So. Yes. yes. So this will not go up before Monday? This goes up on Monday. But when on Monday is up to me, so. What do you, well, I mean, hmm. I can you, can, up, you can post it up at, at 10 I o'clock. I can put it up at the end of the episode airing on the West Coast. That's not a problem. And, I think. And you can tweet about the fact that people can well, people are <laughs> check ge- you out. People are guessing. Like, they're like, who, which famous historical character is this? And it's mm-hmm. my friend. I'm like, it's Scott Poitras. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> We hung out and ate dinner, um, but but um, the I people saw him are, with spinach in his teeth. Exactly, exactly. So we, but so like people are guessing. So at least I can sort of. Say, I don't think it'd be a big deal, right? I hear yeah. that he might oh, be. Here we go. Spoiler: If I, you don't want to hear the spoilers, skip ahead thirty seconds. Because people now. were people were guessing correctly. So, but Mike, but he, he's playing Benedict Arnold. Nice. Ooh. Oh, I know. Does that mean it's a, also a reoccurring character for him? No, I don't think so. Because it d- deals with this one aspect of the episode, and the one oh. aspect of the episode gets resolved within the episode. Well, you know, it's kind of almost every episode. There's one thing they have to. I mean, there's always the overarching stuff, but there's right. like the, some one thing they have to like. Yeah. The, the singular problem. Yeah, for like the this week it was episode. like, let's get the headless horseman's head and make a monster. Monster was cool. Oh my god, it was so cool. I like the way he just like looks at her like hey, he was a badass. Or like yeah, yeah, or like this week we have to deal with the poppet that turns into the golem. Right? Right. Like so but yeah, which is what I love is that so there's another thing like that in this episode and it's connected to Benedict Arnold. So that's all I'll say. <laughs> but um yeah, the monster was badass. And I told you in the production office how they have headshots, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. That was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> the headshot the oh. headshot of the headless horseman where is the irony in that it was half empty <laughs> yeah oh my god i remember seeing the first stuff to come out for the show at comic-con last summer mm-hmm. and they had the dude dressed up pounding all around comic-con without a head oh my god is it he... was really impressive how do they i guess they do it over someone's head yeah yeah because oh they make him so tall. Yeah. So it's badass. It's so scary. I think the Hellas Horseman is so terrifying. Yeah, I mean, More he, terrifying than he would, just, this, this he would show... just stand on street corners, you know, with heaving in his breath. <laughs> like, yeah. It was so cool. He's so frightening. Way scarier to me than uh the This show war. has managed to scare the crap out of oh, me it's, so many times. I know. It's super scary. The scare the poppet, the golem was really scary too. Sandman. Oh God, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Sandman's scary. The, I mean, the Corey who does the makeup is like amazing. Yeah. He's like, I love making monsters. And he's good Perfect at it. Perfect show for Perfect show. I mean, I find this show terrifying. It's like kind of everything terrifying to me all in one show, like demons and supernatural and like the end of days. And, and witches. And- all that. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrifying. What do you do? But it's good. Sit there with your Bible. <laughs> What do you say? Sit there with your Bible. Sit there with your Bible. Well, and also, like, I love the historical aspect of it, too. Yeah. We talked um, with uh, Keith DeCandido. Yeah. Uh, he wrote one of the Sleepy Hollow novels. Oh, nice. Um, There's two yeah, out, the and he's one of the authors of the first two yeah. books. He's the author of Children of the Revolution. And, uh, you know, it, it's just awesome how 
they weave all that historical stuff in. Part, I know. Part of I what we talked it. about with him was like all the research he did. Like the reason he wanted to get the gig was like he gets off on research. His, his like parents were librarians. So oh, I love <laughs> he that. He just loves research. And so I love he was the super, historic. He was super jazzed to do the book because he got to do all this research on. Oh, my God. On historical so cool. figures. And- I love all that stuff. Yeah. I love American history. And I think they do a really good job of like. You know, I, I really like American history all the way up until. Uh, the Civil War, and after the Civil War, I'm like totally bored. Really, like, I, I'm no not World into- War One, World War Two, <laughs> Prohibition. Really? Not really. I'm not really. I'm more into period. Sure, sure. Yeah, period type stuff. Yeah, I love that too. Yeah, I'd so, love to do a movie where I would. When things that come out like National Treasure or oh, anything sh- like that. She's telling me what she wants me to write. Oh, I'd love to be in a period piece for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. So anyway, National Treasure. Okay. Oh, did you see the John Adams miniseries? I that love was, Oh that. my God, that's so good. Yeah, that was brilliant. Oh, it's so good. That guy who played Thomas Jefferson was unbelievable. It was awesome. The whole thing was oh, so good. I loved I, like, I, th- I think it won several Emmys, too. I think, mm-hmm. yeah, it won all the Emmys. I mean, not every single Emmy, right, but like but the ones it was nominated for. All the ones for. it was nominated for. It won Best Comedy, Best <laughs> Actress in a Comedy, John Adams. <laughs> <laughs> All the Emmys. I like. I like all Emmys. That would be an interesting take on John Adams. <laughs> be hilarious. I like all Emmys. That's right. You guys don't. You don't watch Derek, do you? <coughs> no. That's oh, so good. Getting back to yes, get back. Uh, much ado. Oh yeah. Joss Whedon's Much Ado. The yeah, I hope thing, it didn't sound like I was dissing it. The, I liked it. The it thing that I like and respect about it is that's what he chose to do after the Avengers. Oh yeah. And the fact that he yeah. shot it in two weeks. Yeah. It was just, like, two weeks at his just house. like, I want to do something casual with my friends now. <laughs> yeah. And also like, I, hello. Okay. I want to live at his house. I mean, my God, that house <laughs> is gorgeous. Yeah. No, I thought, and Your again, I thought it was gorgeous. good. Thank you. I think well, it's the Valley. <laughs> We're nothing. This is good. the house. It's the Valley with the best to. couch. <laughs> this is the, you know, you never know what happened on that couch. No, oh, jeez. Oh no, please. That's, Terrible. Is that why there's a sheet on your side? No, that's for the dog. The only thing that happens on this couch is a dog sleeping on it. <laughs> the dog or a dog? The dog. The dog. Gubby, you met her. She's just not here right now because she needs to behave herself. Yeah, she was kind of all over us last oh, time. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, exactly. So Hot and breathing heavy. And it's a hot day. She's a beautiful dog, though. Yeah, she's super sweet. So, so what else you got coming up? Um, well, let's see. <clears throat> oh, I'm going to be performing at a storytelling show at the Standard Hotel on November 6th called Eat Your Words. And um, if anybody's in L.A. and wants to come see it, please do. Standard, man. That's a weird place. You know, it was I. It was just in the little lounge onto the side, and it was like kind of perfect. It was just packed. It was, you know, maybe 25 people there, just packed enough. And I went last night to see it. I just wanted to get the feel for the whole thing before I did it. And um, it was awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. Like, they, it's called Eat Your Words, and it's all a food-based. Greg Wallach hosts it, and it's a, all a food-based storytelling show. And so he and I did the Risk podcast, which hopefully will be airing on iTunes so, any day now. <laughs> I, I'm waiting. Beowulf. He's the one who hosts the show. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. Oh, it all comes full circle. <laughs> so, um, well, well, well. <laughs> but, um, so anyway, so uh, he, Greg and I and uh, Sashira Zabata and uh, I can't 
for Kurt's last name, and that's not good of me. Sorry, Kurt. Uh, we did the podcast because he's famous. You'll remember when we stop recording. Exactly, because then I'll look like even more of an asshole because I won't remember until You're later. not the first one to do that today. To so not remember. Okay. Oh, okay. So he... Um, so anyway, so we did the Risk podcast on August 28th together, and then afterwards Greg asked me to do his food podcast, which I'm really excited about. It's all like food memories or... Um, food-related stories. And, I mean, I'm Southern, so, like, ev- I've got a million Everything's food. Everything is food. food. Yes. Everything's food. So I've got a ton of food stories. Yeah. Texas um, and the South are what made me gain so much weight in my life. Oh, my God. The South, yeah. yeah. We, we know what to do when it comes to food. Yeah, the living room is only so big, but the kitchen is twice as big, and it always oh, yeah. is. And everybody's yeah. in it. And But, you know, not every – yeah, my um, – well, the story I'm going to tell, I think, is kind of, like, the differences because I grew up, like, half – white trash, half Southern aristocrats. So I'm kind of like going to tell stories about the differences in the food. Mm-hmm. So um, you're aristocrash? Aristocrash. Yep, pretty much. I like champagne and PBR. And that is actually the truth. <laughs> <laughs> and also PBR, I love that it's like this hipster drink out here. That is like the white trash trailer park beer. It's so weird. Hipsters, if you're listening, that is trailer park beer. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you know, in the, like, kiddie pool filled with ice with the flamingo next to it. That would get a PBR out of that. But um, And a truck up on uh, cinder blocks. Oh, yeah, with, like, no shortage of, like, seven, no less than seven dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Seven dogs and six kids. Seven dogs and and ten different daddies. (laughs) Yeah. So, anyway, so, yeah, the Risk podcast should be airing soon. So, um, it's... The August 28th LA show and the theme is eccentric and I tell a story I've never told and tell like more than two people ever so it's like not just like even my friends in the audience were like oh my god like they didn't know so it was pretty great how did that feel it was the scariest thing I've ever done but it was really well it went well if it hadn't gone well I'm maybe telling a whole other story but it like went really well and it was very well received and it was <laughs> she'd be like uh, <clears throat> I'm on this other podcast but uh, uh, find it if you can <laughs> wait 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 podcast do you really want me on a podcast no the last one wasn't no no I don't know what you're talking I don't who who is that per- I don't somebody stole my identity for one night only <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so, um, but it went really, it was my first foray into storytelling and it's something I really am working towards. Like I'm writing, I think I told you this before, I'm like in the middle of writing a one woman show. It's all about my life and my stories from the South. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was my first foray. Like you just started working on that when we first met you back in like January. Yeah, but I actually, re- like I have a deadline for the first draft and, nice. um, you know, it's really interesting too because I forget that I have stories, but then I remember when I tell people or like, yes, this is a good story. I went yesterday to, um, this genetics doctor. Long story short, my bre- uh, breast cancer runs in my family. Oh, it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Yes, it is. So I went to a genetic specialist so she can like figure out if I need to get the Angelina Jolie test and all that kind of the stuff. The BRCA test. Exactly. And um, I can't read. She's asking me all these questions and I'm like, and my mom texts me in the middle of it just about something random. And I'm like, can we just call my mother, put her on speaker and like figure out this whole family tree thing because I don't remember like if my mom's brothers sisters whatever had cancer and stuff so I put her on speaker first of all, my mom's got the cutest little southern accent you've ever heard and then the woman is like laughing because like I'm like talking to my mom and I'm like now was Uncle Buddy or or, or Aunt Mitty that had cancer you know like it's like all these names <laughs> like my granny and granddaddy Hayes and by the end of it she was like laughing that I hung up and the doctor was like 
I have never heard so many like nicknames for family <laughs> members ever. I'm like, yeah, and that's, and a, then, that's a Southern thing. Oh yeah, and then the doctor came in, and I was like, oh yeah, my mom was she's like, oh no, I heard, I heard all about Uncle Buddy and Big and Mother Mary. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> it's like, yep, there's that. Because there's one, there's like at one point we we're talking about cancer in the family, and I'm like, well, my Uncle Buddy supposedly had bladder cancer, but like he's also a pathological liar, so that may not be of truth. <laughs> She's like, okay, just like taking notes, taking notes. I'm like, he may be lying. I don't know. So yeah. And then I, you know, mom got on the phone. She's like, yeah, we don't know about Uncle Buddy if that's true or not. <laughs> so anyway, um, but yeah, so one woman show I'm working on. And then what else is coming up? Um, I'm shooting a movie in November. Um in Rhode Island. In my home state. Nice. We're in Rhode Island. Providence. Okay, that's where we're going to shoot. And I'm, I'm really excited. I hear it's beautiful. Oh, I, I need lots of pictures. Okay, I will send you all the pictures. Okay. And then... Um, if you go anywhere near Mount Pleasant High School, let me know. I will. I will. Absolutely. And then my... Uh, I've got another I don't indie film coming out, Things That Are To Die. There's going to be a screening of that next month. And then and Anna Maria is another indie film I shot, which is supposed to come out at the end of the year. And then Max Steel comes out next summer, I think. So you've got a minute. You got a lot of stuff on the horizon. Yeah. I do. Oh, knock on wood, I had a really busy summer, so <laughs> which is not usually the <clears throat> case. Just so. to make sure everybody on the podcast is clear, when she said knock on wood, she tapped on her forehead. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's the closest. Good piece job, of Pinocchio. What I know, I'm a real boy. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. yes, you did. Mission accomplished, people. Mission Score accomplished. one for Megan. <laughs> oh, my God. Mission accomplished. So, yeah. My job here is done. Thanks, guys. <laughs> She's just like, I'm out. I'm out. Drops mic, exits. Living Where's the room. dog? <laughs> I know. Where's the dog? What's happening? Oh, that's too funny. So, um, what's up with you guys? What's on your horizons? Well, we're going to a concert tonight. That's mm-hmm. right. You're going to get your hair pink. Yeah, we're going to go hang out with Halo Circus. Like you do. So that's what we do. That's why we do a podcast, so we can meet famous people and hang out with them. I know, right? I love that. On a couch. <laughs> On a couch. This is definitely the coziest podcast yeah. I've Taking ever done. up our done. feet, no shoes. Yeah. Um, what, uh, what else do we got? We don't have anything really on the horizon. Not, not yet. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm yeah. finishing up um, this independent film that I was, I've been working on since, like, March. Um, we got a letter of intent from a distributor, but we've got to add. Nice. We've got to add in like eight mi- minutes to the movie. They want to flesh the movie out a little bit more. That's not too bad. So though. they hired me to write the new pages. Nice. Which is why I was up so late last night. I was writing all the new pages for the film. Nice. I delivered those to the producer last night, and he liked them. So you're like man about town. Thank God. You're always busy. <laughs> I am. Um, and we'll be shooting that stuff on the 14th. So nice. Cool. Here or where? Up here in LA. Awesome. Um, and then, so hopefully that'll be coming out on, you know, Hulu and Netflix and all that stuff towards the end of the year. That's awesome. He's working on his own things. And then I'm writing some of my own stuff. The same producer I'm working with on that says he wants to produce my first feature. That's great. Because he loves everything I've done on this movie for him. So. Oh, my God. That's so exciting. Fingers crossed. Yay. <laughs> you know how it is in this business. Yes. Too. When, if that, when. So I'm actually standing on set going, 
action. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> you know, I'll believe it when it happens. Yeah, till I'm like, till I sign my contract. Yeah, so. I think it was um, like day, middle of day one that they gave me my contract for Hunger Games. And until then, I was like, I will get fired. <laughs> they will. Am, am I supposed to be here? I won't believe lie? it until I am. Do you go through the same thing I do? I'm always like just terrified that at some point someone's going to be like, you're a fraud. Oh, yeah. To be fair. Oh, God. I, every time I start That's a job. That's my biggest fear. Yeah. Every time I start a job, I'm like, this This is the voice in my head. This is the time they're going to find out. You're a phony. Yeah. I kind of get that with when I do my thing because as a press person, I walk into a place, get my credential, and I look at them and I go, oh, God, I'm really here. I know. Um, and you're not telling me to leave. I know. And then at the end, then when you're done, the, the voice goes, you fooled them again. <laughs> but you won't next totally. time. Thankfully, not next though, time. That seems to have stopped for me on the podcast. I'm not worried about podcasts anymore. Like, nice. I show up and do them. And it's all good. I don't care who you are. I'm going to talk to you. Hey, hey, hey. Right. What? Hey. No, no, no. I mean, I'm not intimidated anymore. What? Hey, hey. What? I'm really intimidating. <laughs> Actually, the first time I met you, I was totally intimidated. No, you were not. Yes, yeah, because I, I like camera too. Was it because I steamrolled you with my like energy? No, God, no, no. Your energy was what made it awesome. Um, I seriously felt like I scared you guys away. No, no, because I was so hyper. Hello, I'm sitting here in the couch. No, I know, I love that. But I remember <laughs> what was it? You guys were like boom or something at the end. You're like, and Jessica's like, whoa what the hell was that or something like that <laughs> steve martin bill murray sketch on Saturday. like what was that yeah no it's uh it, it, i intimidate what you 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 had been in the hunger games which i i love the hunger games so like just are you excited to, for mockingjay oh yeah i know yeah, i'm, I'm super excited i love the marketing that they've been doing it's really it. good yeah, marketing's been amazing oh my god november 21st yeah, yeah. I think tickets go sale on sale in like 22 days. I mean, not that I'm counting, but I'm totally counting. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was I was just nervous, and you know, we were, we were meeting you at the at the Mommy Burger, and I wasn't sure how that was going to go. And you didn't know if just, I was going to be a was, scary meanie. It's just a lot of things, and I wasn't sure what we would talk about. You know, outside of Hunger Games. And, oh my god, we had nothing to talk about. <laughs> Two <God>. part podcast. <laughs> we could have gone longer, but we had places. It to was go. really fun. Yeah. <laughs> We could have gone so long. We're here again. Yay. <laughs> and I've been pressuring you to talk to us again on the podcast for a little while. I know. We still need to go hiking. Yes. We were I'm supposed sorry. to go hiking in May and then it didn't happen. No. It's really hot right now. Oh, I don't want yeah. to. Is it hotter here than it is in San Diego? Yes. It is. Well, no. I live in Murrieta. So it's she doesn't live in San Diego. She lives in no man's land. Out Where's that? Right above Temecula. It's right across. Oh, Temecula is lovely. Yeah. It's it's right across like the San Diego border. She's not quite San Diego. She's not quite Riverside. She's yeah. just kind of. And I'm not that far inland either. I'm just right off the 15. That's pretty far inland. Well, not for me. It's like living on the sun out there. Yeah. Is it like living on the sun? It is hot. It's hot. It is hot. Out so there. hotter there than here, but not as San Diego. But not. Well, it depends. Well, I, live, I live four miles from the beach. Nice, so, fancy, pantsy. So it only gets so hot, you know, because we're always closer to the water. So. Right. But, yeah, you'll be hotter than me, which you are anyway. Hey, And then she's what? hotter than you. Hey, yeah. what? <laughs> pillow fights, here they come. Monday night pillow fight. <laughs> but then I'm going to yeah. stop all the pillow fights at 9 p.m. and be like, yo, you ladies. You do know that I'm going to be watching Sleepy Hollow now on Monday night going... 
But we're not pillow fighting during Sleepy Hollow. I'm live tweeting. But I'm going to be anticipating the upcoming pillow fight. It will already have happened. It will already have happened by then. I, I, I'm anticipating the squeals of joy. They're coming over at 7. They're coming over at 7 o'clock, my friends. There's no warm-up to the pillow fight? They show up and you just instantly go No, I mean, but that gives two hours to pillow. Yes. To order pizza, paint nails, and pillow fight. Mm, painting nails. We do. Paint toenails. All the nails. <laughs> All the nails. <laughs> I don't know what that means. That is kind of a weird thing, but I do find it hot watching girls paint each other's nails. I think it's hot in uh, Bull Durham when uh, Kevin Costner ties oh. her up and paints her toenails. Hell yeah. I like I that. that movie. I love that movie. They're making it into a musical. That's weird. but I, I heard it was actually really good. But um, <laughs> They keep making all these things into musicals. That I hate I that. Understand. I kind of hate that, actually. Sometimes it works, but it just makes me sad. Like, I think I'd read somewhere that they were talking about doing Back to the Future as a musical. Oh, my God. Yeah. No. No. no perfect movie, Back to the Future. Bizarre. They're trying to reinvent stuff that's already, like, out there. Yeah, it just makes me sad because, like, there's, I'm sure there's plenty of musicals out there that are new with new ideas and people just don't want to take risks yeah, on them. Yeah, it's hard to sell them. It's hard to sell new ideas. It's easier to sell something repackaged from before. Yes. We are the land of the sequel. That's been true though with movies like since like almost the very beginning. Like they started remaking yeah. movies like almost instantaneously. Did they? I always yeah. thought it was like a seventies thing. No. No, 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 no. Really? No. They were remaking stuff. Okay. They the had 40s. like a like the first talkies, they turned around and redid them like twenty uh, years right. later. Right, right, right. The talkies. Yeah, the talkies. It's hey. a big picture show. Hey, yeah. see? hey, see, I'm gonna be in a movie now. See, I'm <laughs> yeah. gonna be a star. Yeah. I can't a star. <laughs> yeah, you know, things like jazz singer. Well, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Yep. See, now, stuff like that, I never could have done when we first talked on the podcast. Like, just letting loose and doing voices and stuff. You could have, though. I couldn't. I was not equipped emotionally <laughs> to, to let loose. So. But, you know, you can now. Yay. Yay. That's friendship. Yay. Hug it out. <laughs> so. Yeah. And if I didn't have Brian with me on that first one, it would have been a way different podcast. Really? Yeah. He was so nice. Where is he? He's home. Oh, Taking care of the kid. Slacker. No. No, no, no. No, I know he's such a hard worker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just say that when people have kids and are busy. I'm like, oh. So I give Brian a lot of grief on the podcast because, you know, originally he was going to be our engineer and take care of all the tech side of stuff. And that hasn't happened. It hasn't happened because the guy works his fucking ass off constantly. Constantly. To take care of my sister and their kid. Aw. My mother and. He's the rock of the family, and I don't give him enough credit for that. And I, I you just got massive sir. props on the podcast. So yeah, yeah, he's, he's one of the nicest he's guys. Great. Yeah, he's so sweet, so nice. Yeah, no, that was a really I feel fun like day. I've known him fucking forever, which I have. Well, what you have, right? Yeah. Does it make <laughs> like you feel old? Yes, a lot of things lately have been making me feel old. Yeah. Yeah, like I'm great. sporting the mohawk now, but every time the hair comes in, I see all this gray. Yeah. Oh, I love gray <laughs> hair on boys. You guys have like all the luck with aging, though. You really do. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I like the gray hair. It's just like. And Carla, your hair is gorgeous. I love your gray. It's really pretty. Oh, thank you. Really pretty. I'm, I'm not gray. I'm going platinum blonde naturally. <laughs> That's what I meant. Platinum blonde. It looks naturally beautiful. Naturally. Yep. I was meant to be a blonde. So. Like I was meant to be a redhead. Mm-hmm. I had auburn hair when I was younger. Me too. Yeah. Nice. Yay. Yay. Yeah, red suits you very well. Yeah, it's my personality. It was just a genetic mix-up. 
The whole rest of you seems like a natural redhead. That's it? what everybody says. Like yeah. that I have redhead personality. I'm a huge fan of redheads. So like I know, yeah. I know you are. Yeah. It's uh <laughs> Who's your favorite redhead? I mean, obviously, besides present company, Avi. Um I've had a, a long running uh interest in both Nicole Kidman and uh Jillian Anderson. Oh, okay. You're an X-Files fan? Obviously, Huge. of course. Hello. And he did, he did, uh, Vince Gilligan did Breaking Bad, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That guy's a genius. Yeah. And he definitely learned the lessons of the X-Files and got out of Breaking Bad before it was Before it jumped the shark. Yeah. 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 Everybody's like, no, don't end the show. We want more. Yeah, yeah. Tough. I really <laughs> think that that is best. Yeah. To go end out it, well. And go out top. well. Because yeah. there's always... There's always a dip. Mm-hmm. Even if, I mean, sometimes they regain themselves. Yeah, but Not everybody can be NCIS, <laughs> which just yeah. seems to go forever. Forever and ever. It's I just still saw, good, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just auditioned for them the other day, actually, like a month oh ago. God, I oh, I would love it. I didn't, but I was, really, like, I was really close. But it, it's so funny because you walk in and there's me and a brunette and a blonde <laughs> and an Asian <laughs> and a heavy set girl. And I'm like, well, if they want the redhead done (laughs) (laughs) that's how fickle it is though right it is like like, you can't take your purse let's go in there and like i went in it was my first like like, picking paint colors well the thing is it it is when you go into these you never know if they're going to turn around like three months from now and go bring back the redhead yeah that's the thing is i just wanted to do a good job i heard that they love me that's all exactly and like they were really nice like my buddy marat with 24 yeah six six auditions exactly so i don't worry about it too much because you just never know but my character did would have died a really good death because it was the cold open. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, no, they were they were really they were so nice, and it was my first. I guess it was my first room with producers and director and all that in LA. So um, I think I was like, and I told my agent was like, or my manager was like, yeah, they loved you, and I'm like, I'm just glad I didn't throw up. <laughs> Job w- well done if I up. didn't projectile vomit all over everybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. Okay. I did neglect to mention one other redhead that I've been infatuated with for a long time, but that's because I know her now. <laughs> Who is it? <laughs> She's been on my show twice. Let's hear. Let's hear. <laughs> uh, Patricia Tallman. I don't know who that is. Yeah, she was on Babylon 5, and uh, she was a stunt woman on Star Trek. And Oh, nice. She oh, in, of course. She was in the, the remake of uh, Night of the Living Dead, right? Yeah. Yeah. In the, like, early 90s late 80s and you heart her yeah she's awesome is she awesome yeah, yeah. Nice. she was a couple yeah, we like, podcasted three, four with pod- her a couple episodes back yeah nice um, Redheads are she usually was, pretty she was at the sci-fest um one act plays that we covered oh nice um yeah she's, she's extremely nice. sweet incredibly extremely nice sweet. yeah so i want to try to be a comic-con this next comic-con so i'll be down hey. in your neck of the woods hey yeah, if you're down in San Diego, we're gonna well, go. you know you're on Sleepy Hollow, so that's yes. Yeah, that's you get a, a table you're... sign autograph. Yeah, for Catching Fire, maybe even though it's like past. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Actors who played bit parts in sci-fi and movies and fantasy movies are signing at tables for 30, 40 years. Okay, yeah. there you go. <laughs> and Max Steel will be coming out too. I think yep. they had a Max Steel thing at mm-hmm. Comic Con too. Yeah. Hopefully I make the cut. Most likely. 
Did they? Where do you think that? Did you guys read Mockingjay? I wonder where they're going to leave off part one and two. I have done the same thing with those books that I did with the Harry Potter books. I'm not going to read them until I'm done watching them. Okay, it's dark. Yeah, I'm not I mean, they're all dark. But I'm not going to read them until until I've finished watching the films because I don't want to ruin my experience of the films by having read the much better books, which is always the case, right? Sure, sure, sure. That's fair. Fair. Well, it's the Mockingjay super dark, by the way. Good. Should be. The yeah. whole series is dark. It's really dark. It's all about a bunch of kids murdering Killing each, each other. other. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I don't know why I said that's extra dark. I guess it's extra dark. So Yeah, and being trained to kill each other while in the same environment to actually get to know each other. That's what's so weird. Yeah. It's like, hey, let's be besties, but now I'm going to knife you in your sleep. Yeah, let's let's have alliances, but... Well, now, Candace would never have killed Rue, I don't think. No. Yeah. No, well... I think if it was down to between Katniss and Rue, let's just pretend. I just don't think she would even, she would, I don't think she would have. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, I don't think she wants to kill anybody. No, she wants not want to kill anybody, but I mean, she has to. Yeah. But I think if it was down to her and Rue, she would have been like, no. But I mean, then the, there'd be no, you know, the whole PETA thing and, and the PETA. Then <laughs> you'd have no I'm part. like rewriting the Hunger Games. <laughs> Rue and, and Katniss do it to her. <laughs> And let me just say, mm-hmm. I, I saw the photograph of you painting on Peta's arm. I know. And horribly disappointed that I never saw that. I know scene. a lot of people were right. sad that didn't wasn't make even it in. on the on the Blu-ray. It wasn't right? even on the extras, but there wasn't a lot on the of scenes on the extras, right? That's true. Yeah, pretty, there weren't it really. Weird. It was really thin. Yeah, so I know a lot of people were sad about thin that for such a big movie. Yeah, there were not a lot of scene, deleted scenes. I'm sad, you know, I'm sad about that too because that was like my that was my first of all first day of shooting. It's probably why I'm smiling so big. So I'm just so happy to be there. I'm like, oh my god, I'm here, I'm here, and I'm getting to paint on Josh. I get to paint Josh Hutcherson's arm. But the best thing too is like they painted that you know V Neil to paint this elaborate thing on his arm, and she like gave me like a little tiny like centimeter. That's like this is where you get to paint. Don't go anywhere else. <laughs> Like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> Don't mess it up. Oh, and it was beautiful, too. Yeah, it looks amazing. In the, I know, and she drew, there was part of it had a little heart in it, and then I was talking to Josh. I was like, oh, yeah, I think my character's got a little thing for you. I do, th- <laughs> and I do think she, I mean, whose life does she save? Not Katniss. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, she could have just stayed in that. that I could have stayed in that tree. I bet I'd been in that tree for a really long time anyway. <laughs> Unless District 6, like, parachuted in Morphling. <laughs> Par- parachuted in my drugs, my stash. <laughs> but yeah, here you go. Here you go. But yeah, no, uh, I know. I was really bummed that wasn't in there too. But um, you know, you've got there's so much in the in a book. Well, it's all part of the part of the filmmaking game. Yeah, yeah. There, there's so much that can't make it into like a book. That movie I told you I was working on. Like we we cut from the time I came on board to the to the final cut that i delivered after four months of editing on it um we ended up cutting 12 minutes out of the film right which is why we now have to like shoot eight more minutes <laughs> no yeah it's just it's to, there's so much it there's so much stuff yeah I, mean, I was just glad i made it in you know so because i remember thinking like well it'd be really hard to cut around you. they'd have to cut the whole monkey fight yeah that's what i kept telling myself because you know i have friends who've been in like had big parts in movies and like gotten completely cut out yeah and so I'm sitting there thinking, like, well, they'd have to cut the entire monkey, the monkey fight. fight. Yeah. And the monkey fight was nominated for an MTV award. 
Thanks. Thank God for the monkey loving fight. Yeah. Awesome. They were like Josh Hutcherson, Jennifer Lawrence, Sam Claflin versus the monkeys. And I'm like, what about the morphling? Who stops the whole damn bitches. fight, bitches? <laughs> I stopped that fight, damn it. <laughs> Okay. Uh, fair, fine. Like, damn it. <laughs> if the painting the arm scene had just gotten in, I'd probably gotten oh, my just... Oh, why? <laughs> the best painting on arm scene. I know. The painting on the arm scene. But, yeah. No, it was... I thought that was really cool. I'm like, because I remember watching the MTV Awards. I'm like, hey, the monkey fight got nominated. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a weird business, right? Where that's what gets you excited. Like, oh, the monkey fight. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I tell everybody I got killed by a monkey. I mean, that's like, how often do you get to say that? See, that's not yeah. how I describe that scene at all to anybody, though. I'm like, she's the she's the girl who dies in Peta's arms. Like, oh, I always everybody say, goes, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I always say I'm the one who saves Peta from the monkeys, <laughs> who dies on the beach. In Peta's arms. And I do die in Peta's arms. I spent a lot of time in Josh Hutcherson's arms. No objection or complaints. <laughs> <laughs> None whatsoever. Yeah, he's a little cutie. Oh, he's adorable. They were just all so sweet, such sweethearts, and he was lovely. Even when he sang the Jaws theme in my ear when we were hanging out, like we were waiting for for setup. (laughs) Like standby. So standby is a lie sometimes. Standby is like not necessarily right away. (laughs) Like your action does not get called right after standby. No. So like they yelled standby and like land there in his arms. And we're in the water and we're waiting and waiting and waiting. And his, his head's like right near my ear. And he's just like, and I'm like, you are the meanest person alive. He's like, you're all covered in blood. You are like perfect shark bait right now. <laughs> I'm like, you are a horrible man. It's just like, I have like such a fear of sharks. Oh my God, every time they would send me out adrift in, at sea, I was just like laying there and I'm like, just don't freak out. Please don't let a shark eat me. Because I literally thought, you know, there's a whole scene where like she did, I didn't even know her name. And you know, when the hovercraft like comes down, mm-hmm. I literally thought I'd be in the background and it'd be like, they're like talking on the beach and it's like, hump. <laughs> like, Hunger gone. Games has turned into Jaws. Yeah. Hungry. <laughs> did you see the video online uh, this week of the one great white trying to eat the other great white? No. Was that really a thing? Did that happen? Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah, it was awesome. I haven't seen it. The camera crew managed to capture it. It was amazing. Really? But, I, but I've seen a couple stills and it's like... Ugh. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to see it. <laughs> I can't. I share, sharks terrify the everything out of me. Well, my brother, when I was little, used to terrorize me that Jaws lived in our pool in the backyard to the point where I wouldn't go swimming. <laughs> mean brother i know my mom is like what is wrong with you it is a pool but i've been scarred ever since ever since (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i can't even like i mean i can go in a pool now now and you have a very nice one in the backyard thank you thanks i wouldn't swim in that pool at night though why because of jaws (laughs) the pool have a light it does, but I don't know where it is. <laughs> that makes me sound like the dumbest one on earth. It's you a just rental. Haven't used it. You just haven't used Anyone it. listening, I live in a rental home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sigh. There okay. were no but there were no sharks 
on Sleepy Hollow, so that was good. Yeah. Land shark. Were you anywhere near <laughs> Candy Graham? <laughs> yeah, Wilmington Candy is Graham. Candy Graham. Oh no, I'm a dolphin. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Flowers for Mrs. First. <laughs> I like the one where he wasn't like on set and they had the TV on a cart. Oh yeah, and, like, and then the ah! and the when he goes in to get John Belushi as Richard <laughs> Dreyfus, and he's like in the office. So good, so good. I'm just oh, a dolphin. Hilarious. So uh, we're at an hour and five minutes. Oh, okay, and oh yes, and you're so you, good. You've got places you need to get to and things to get ready for. And well, very important, very important. Carla and I have naps to take. I know y'all do tonight because we're old. Nice, nice. So old. What? What? <laughs> no way. Oh, I'm old enough to be your mother, honey. I doubt it. She just gave me like a mom smile, though. Like, mm. <laughs> yeah, Carla. Uh, yeah, Carla is like closer to my mom's age. Than yeah. No, oh, no way. I don't believe yeah. it. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. You're lying. How old are your kids, Carla? My eldest will be 35 in What? March. No way. Her yes. eldest is only four years younger than me. No way. Yeah. I don't believe it. I, don't I started why. young. At five? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, nickel? <laughs> I know. I, I had children at the age of five. It was a miracle. <laughs> I'm in the Guinness Book of World's Records. I wonder what the youngest birth age is. Probably five. You think? Let's find out. Seven. We're going to find out right now, and then I know we have to wrap it up. Well, we can't wrap it up till we find this this answer to this incredible mystery. <laughs> what is, how, what's the best way to ask this? What is the youngest birth age? No, that's, what is the youngest age to give birth? To give <laughs> This is good podcast right here. I know. Nothing says fun like silence on a podcast. Silence and, and, and the clicking of an iPhone. What was the youngest age that someone gave birth? Oh, look, he's asking Siri. Boop. Let's see if she can answer it. Oh, she's checking. Five years old. Are you fucking kidding me? Mm-hmm. Someone gave birth at five. Yep. Who I, gave birth? I knew birth I read at, it somewhere. I who know. gave birth at five? Some probably some girl I'm in pulling India. Pulling up the page. Hurry it up. It's like India or, or, or China. Oh my God, that's crazy. Who's having thir- sex thir- with a five-year-old? It says, today I found out that the youngest person to ever become pregnant and give birth was only five years old. Lena Medina was born on September 27th, 1933 in Tacrapo, Peru. At age five, her mother, Victoria, brought her to a hospital because her stomach was increasing in size. Oh, my God. Parents originally thought Lena was possessed by evil spirits, but upon examining her, Dr. Geraldo Lozada, that's a great name, (laughs) found she was approximately eight months pregnant. A month and a half after her diagnosis on May 14th, 1939, Lena gave birth via cesarean section to a baby boy. Lena was able to become pregnant at such a young age due to a rare condition known as precocious puberty, basically an early onset of sexual development. And someone's still having sex with her. I guess so. Hey. Ew. It's Peru. 
in the 30s. Ew. Yeah. Ew. I actually Ew. thought it was going to be more recent than that, I have to say. And that's sad. That's probably like the first one that's yeah. been recorded. Yeah. Ugh. Well, you know, the, the, the age of consent laws in America are fairly recent developments. Right. Oh, my God. You know, like since the 50s. Yeah. Yeah. We've covered a lot of ground today. Well, that's what we do. Birthing, pregnancies, five-year-olds giving birth. Star Wars. Jaws. Mockingjay. Pinocchio. (laughs) I'm a real boy. (laughs) (laughs) Megan, thank you so much for chatting. Thanks for having me, you guys. I love and thank you for y'all. all your hospitality. Too. Are you kidding? Yeah. You've like quickly you. become one of our favorite persons. Up here. Yay! Come to the valley. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be scared. Lay on the couch. Come it's to my porn room. <laughs> Wait, I have a safety word, Palomino. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that Saturday Night Live when? Uh, oh God, Kristen Wiig played what's her name? Safe, uh, safety word. Nancy Pelosi. What'd you say? You remember she married? She's like, Kat said Palomino was a safe word. Oh, it was really funny. I said safety words are important. They That's are. Palomino. Okie dokie. All right. On that note, <laughs> Palomino. Palomino. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for having me. <laughs>